0: This is the Boring Sports Podcast,
1: where four lifelong friends discuss sports for no apparent reason. Well, this is a. There we go. Yeah, you in? All right. This is kind of momentous. This is the first episode of many to come um, of the Boring Sports Podcast. This is, I mean, this has been weeks in the making or. Week and a week and a half in the making, at least.
2: We've been so, kind of eight solid days.
1: Yeah, yeah, a few a few days in the making. So, um, we have an exciting podcast today. I I don't really know what we're going to be talking about, um, but I assume it's going to involve sports. So, um, you guys want to introduce yourselves?
0: That's a great way to start. I'm, uh, I'm Brandon Adams, uh, born and raised here in Utah. Um, i just a big sports fan.
3: I'm Sam Josie, also born and raised here in Utah. Um, spent a few years in Texas learning the ropes and now back in Utah, um, also a big sports fan.
2: I'm Dustin Nielsen from central Utah the better part of Utah than the rest of these buffoons, but uh, also a big sports fan.
1: Uh, and I'm, I'm Scott Allen. Uh, I guess you could say the master of ceremonies, the MC. Um, and also from Utah, currently in, living uh, in Southern Arizona. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of away from the rest of the crew, but with technology these days, it's really nice to be able to meet face-to-face and uh, have this this uh, podcast. So uh, let's let's just get going here. Um, the the format of the podcast is we're going to talk about sports. We're going to be talking about uh, various different topics and um, none of us really know what we're going to talk about until the podcast uh, which is uh, very exciting um, but uh, Nielsen is going to be um, providing some uh, topics of discussion and I think it'd be a good time for you to let us know what we're talking about today.
2: Well, I'll tell you guys, you guys are going to be excited about this. I spent a solid like five minutes uh, Googling this topic. And part of the rules are that I can't read the article. i just only can read the headline and we got to go from there. And so let me read you this headline. This is from Yahoo sports. I, I think a really trusted sports Yahoo that's sports a, is a trusted source. That's a good source. And, and here we go on Yahoo sports. This is by Charles Robinson And he says, Super Bowl tickets prices are sliding as brokers wait on Los Angeles Rams fans to show up. Wow. Think about that. Now, my question on this is why are the prices falling? Is it because nobody cares about L.A. and the Bengals? Or is it because... L.A. is full of homeless people, and no one wants to go there.
0: The Super Bowl's in L.A., right? It is in L.A. Like back-to-back years that we've had a home team at the Super Bowl, right?
2: That's the first time ever in history. That's very unprecedented. Yeah. And so I think they expected tickets to be really high, yet here you have nobody coming to the game, and ticket prices are falling very quickly.
0: I always picture uh, the Super Bowl to be kind of a corporate event, not not a bunch of diehard families going to the Super Bowl just because the prices are so high.
1: But what are the prices? Can can, you, can somebody well, fact check this?
0: Now
2: that now that I'm reading, now that I'm reading here, I'll tell you some of the prices. So it looks like they're selling a your your access ticket to get in is thirty four hundred dollars. Okay, but they were expecting that price to be at five thousand dollars, so they're sixteen hundred dollars below. Prediction, very low.
3: See, but now, now, as I Google this, I'm seeing two conflicting reports. The first one says ticket prices have dropped a crazy amount since Rams-Bengals matchup finalized. But the report right under that says Rams versus Bengals tickets are set to be the most expensive in Super Bowl history.
0: Maybe both are true.
3: But then, you know how – The third report, why are Super Bowl ticket prices falling and will they rebound? I think the the answer is pretty obvious. The fans have come around and finally realized the importance of the TV 12 brand, which is Tom Brady not being in the league anymore. No one's interested. I won't watch the game. I haven't missed a Super Bowl in 15 years. I have no interest in the game. The halftime show makes me sick. I think that's another reason the, the Super Bowl. No. You're taking a family to watch 50 Cent and Dr. Dre. No one cares about them at the Super Bowl halftime show. You should really watch
0: somebody other than Tom Brady. You'd be
3: impressed, I think. See, that's well, the thing. Uh, to, Obviously, to Tom, no one else is impressed.
2: Well, Stafford? and I'll tell you, that's another article I read that I was considering using today. Said, which is the better quarterback today, Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow? Obviously, I just kept scrolling. There's Who, who cares about that? Who cares who's better of Matthew Stafford or Joe Burrow? No one cares.
3: I do like Joe Burrow's sunglasses he wears during celebrations.
0: Cincinnati is kind of a small market, too, for, uh, for an NFL team. That, that's probably not helping anything. Yeah. But there's, there's this aspect of it. Is, there, is it possible that the NFL, now two years in a row, what are the chances that two years in a row there would be a home team at the Super Bowl? And we're going to jack ticker prices way up because we think there's going to be tons of people that want to go because it's in L.A., and it's an L.A. team. Is this a conspiracy from the NFL to get the, the Super Bowl hosting team in the game, drive ticket prices up, generate more revenue?
3: Well, and it's interesting because the game prior, I don't know if you saw any reports, but it's supposedly there was some stuff going on with the Rams trying to block ticket sales to 49er fans because when they had met, I believe it was what, week 17 maybe? on the, the Rams stadium was full of Niner fans. With them hosting the Niners again, they were trying to prevent Niner fans from purchasing tickets. I don't know how you can prevent someone from purchasing tickets, but I believe I was reading that they were only selling a certain amount to non-season ticket holders, implying that if you're a season ticket holder to the Rams, you're obviously a Rams fan. Um, I don't think it went well, but maybe there's not as many Rams fans in California as people well, were expecting.
0: I mean, if you're a Rams fan, you're, you're a new Rams fan within the last, what, three years? So it's not right. there's any lifelong LA Rams fans because they just moved there.
3: I mean, you're well, essentially looking at St.
2: Louis for years that. and years ago, the years and years ago, the LA Rams used to be there. My father in law is actually an LA Rams fan from when they were there previous to St. Louis. Those people so, just, like, never
0: picked another team, you think? They just like, <laughs> no,
2: I'm, not, I'm telling you, he waited all these years. <laughs> I, I hear about it every year. <laughs>
1: LA RAN At that point the team doesn't even exist anymore. You pick it So is he going to the game? That's my question. Is he going to the game? He's a diehard. He's been a fan, even though they didn't even exist for 15 years, whatever it was. Is he going to the game? 50 years they didn't exist.
2: 50, yeah. You know, I'll say he travels a lot to go to a lot of events, mostly to unknown seeing people things.
0: And uh, no, no, he's not going to the game.
1: Well, there you have it. He's not going, nobody's going.
0: No. Good point. I don't know. Based on what I know of this guy from the last 10 seconds, he doesn't really sound like a true blue football guy. Agreed.
2: Hey, every Super Bowl, they bake cookies yeah. shaped like footballs for the Super Bowl. Yeah. You're trying to tell me that that's not a real fan?
0: That, yes. That's what I'm trying to
2: tell. Now,
1: now this, is, this is a little off topic, and I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds here, but we're talking about football-shaped cookies. What are you guys going to have uh, for the spread tomorrow? And I'm not talking the score. I'm talking the food. Interesting.
3: That's a wonderful question.
0: Um, I'm gonna have some tri tip done on the Traeger. I'm also gonna have little smokies. Uh, a lot of
1: beef. A lot of beef gonna be involved. A lot of red meat. Yeah. Is that how you maintain your figure?
0: Yeah, I mean that's one of the that's one of the, you know, keto.
1: The keto <laughs> diet. A big yeah. um, meat, low carb
3: fat. Yeah. No, I think I think you can't go wrong with I'm a big dip guy. I want my cheese dip. I want my ranch dip. I want chip options. I'm more of a snack guy during events like this. I try to avoid. Um, Typically, red meat's not going to be a filler food, but in a situation like this, I count that as a filler food. I don't want to get full on steak. I want to get full on chips, on candy, on carrots, on the seven-layer bean dip, on on the fun stuff, you can have steak anytime. How often do you have a fridge full of ranch dip and nacho cheese?
2: So basically yeah. your 4 a.m. workout all year long is for this night. For It exactly.
0: doesn't make any sense. Exactly. You, make, you just said you can have steak anytime, time, but carrots,
3: on the other hand. <laughs> we're going oh, to into the grocery. Have you seen the markup on carrots? <laughs>
0: <laughs> trying to NFL's got to be involved in the carrot, carrot <laughs> business to recoup their costs. Using the money on the Super Bowl tickets.
1: That'd be an interesting episode. The whole uh, carrot cartel. Yeah.
0: Avocado cartel. Have you heard about this? <laughs>
1: I've heard, yeah, I've heard about it. Down in Mexico, um,
0: they're going after the avocados. We gotta watch out. We gotta watch out for our Mexican brothers down south running avocado farms.
2: Hey, you're the fact checker. Say factual things here.
0: Hey, that's factual. I saw a documentary on it.
2: Oh, okay. All right. I won't question it.
3: Oh, you've got you've got Adams with with the steak. You've got me with the chip dips. You've got Nils with football shaped cookies. MVP, what are you looking at for tomorrow? You no, know, we're gonna be doing little smokies.
1: I, I I'm kind of the same way. I like I like a good spread of chip dips. Um. You know, obviously no double dipping. Um, George Costanza, no George Costanza allowed. Um, but yeah, I like uh, I like some. Some chip dip, some. Uh, I like a veggie platter. I know I'm going to get some flack. You know, I'm, I'm
3: not alone in the carrot. <laughs> hey,
1: hey
2: Alan, one. a question. If you have, say, you have a carrot and you dip it in ranch and you bite it, it is it double dipping if you turn the carrot around
1: and dip yeah, it, it in the ranch?
2: Or is that a clean dip?
1: No, it's not a clean Your fingers have been all over it. That's What not if a you're clean holding the middle
2: only? What if you're yeah. only holding the middle? I think we
3: only the middle carrot.
2: Well, I, I tell tell people that one way to do
1: sides a of, a of, it. of a
3: carrot. Let me just go ahead and dip that chip there and then I'm gonna go ahead and flip it around and grab the middle again. No one's doing that. I
0: think it <laughs> an effort. I think it's one of those things that's okay in central Utah, but not
1: anywhere else. Exactly.
2: I don't know that it's okay anywhere. I just I'm always looking for a way that I get my whole
1: carrot dipped. Where where are you buying your carrots? What carrots are long enough to be able to hold the middle,
3: dip one end? <laughs> and then dip the other end.
0: not doing baby yeah. carrots. He's <laughs> good
3: <laughs> I had in my head baby carrots this whole time. Nielsen was just buying those packs of foot-long ones, just Bugs Bunny style. And again, hey, it's the rich what, I'm, with, I'm the,
2: with the carrot crisis, you take what carrots you can get when there's a carrot crisis. Way better
3: value getting the big carrots. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Have now, you read
2: the ounces better. of carrots that I'm getting per,
1: per cost versus yours?
0: The price per ounce. You got to look at the price per ounce.
1: Is this the boring sports podcast or the boring uh, vegetable co- podcast? <laughs> well, I think... am sorry, I, I took us off topic.
0: Yeah, that's on you.
1: Yeah, that's on me. The the I guess you could say that none of us knows anything about this these ticket prices, and we're we're providing no valuable information for the for the listener.
0: Well, I think we do have some valuable information on carrot prices, it seems like.
1: Exactly.
3: I
2: Funny enough, In what too? world would you see Super Bowl prices falling and carrot prices rising other than
3: 2022?
1: Yeah. So another section, uh, and, and I feel like it's important to get to this next section because I'm pretty excited about it, is uh, I want to hear a, a top 10. Josie's he's an opinion opinionated man. He's got a lot of good thoughts. Um, I'm curious what your top 10 is. He's going to provide a random top 10 every episode, and uh, we'll, you know, see if he's uh, on the mark or if he's,
3: well, off his rocker a little bit. Yeah, so as we segue into this, I I, uh, I put these in order, and I'm sure there's gonna be a lot of, of differing opinions, but um, there's a lot of sound evidence that these things are true, so with that being said, my list for today is the most overrated star, I guess, what the what the average NBA fan, I guess you could say, would consider to be a star player. For example, Alec Burke is not a star, whereas someone like LeBron is a star. Agreed? Can we all agree on that fact? Yes. Yeah. But we're looking at stars here. The most overrated star players. I'll read them in order and we can dissect as needed.
0: This is people that are considered stars generally, but not worthy of the title.
3: Correct. Okay. No, no, no. Okay. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say that. Stars, but given too much star credit. They're good, but not quite as good as people claim them to be. For example, my number one overrated star player, Tim Duncan. Great player, considered by many to be the best there is. That's just simply not true. He's overrated. He's overrated. Well,
2: tell us who is then. Who, who is? Who's the greatest power forward of all time? If no, not?
3: That's for a different topic, Elder. You know, but I mean, Duncan can't even dribble with his left hand. He banks shots and he's a, he can't even run. Have you seen this guy? He jogs up and down the court. He's out of shape. He's. I saw a picture. He shops at Old Navy still. I shop at Old Navy. Tim <laughs> Duncan's a nobody. So <clears throat> Tim Duncan is number one on my list there. We can revisit these. I need to get through the list. What's that, Keller? You said let him get through the list. Yep. Okay, number two on this list. Steve Nash. I got to pause this list real quick. Continue. (laughs) 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 Where'd he go? He just left? He
0: just... He's been offended.
1: He's been offended. (laughs) He's gone.
0: Bomb and bounce.
1: Well, I mean, we can... We can quickly dissect those two. I mean, uh, I mean I'm, back. Of I'm back. I'm back. I'm back.
3: back. <laughs> I apologize, man. Yeah. All right. Steve Nash, number two, number three, Jerry West. Is it just me or is it time to put to rest Jerry West? <laughs> done with Jerry West. Number four, Draymond Green, with career averages of like 7.7 rebounds and five assists. Yet everyone, for whatever reason, claims he's the glue of the Warriors. I think he was voted to the All-Star team this year. Draymond Green is a scrub. i done with Draymond. Number five, Derrick Rose. Prime Derrick Rose, not current Derrick Rose. Youngest MVP in league history, Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is a slob. Number six, Kyrie Irving. He has done nothing and is a nobody without LeBron. Before LeBron arrived in Cleveland, They were the worst team, top five worst team in the league. LeBron comes. They go to four straight finals. LeBron leaves. Kyrie goes to Boston. Boston sucks. Kyrie goes to Brooklyn. Brooklyn loses to Milwaukee. They might as well. Kyrie's a nobody. He's essentially admitted as much. Moving on to number seven, Bob Cousy. Who even knows Bob Cousy? Number eight. We're looking at Robert Parrish. Again, refer to number seven with Bob Cousy. Number nine, we're looking at Walt Frazier. I had to Google who Walt Frazier even was. Number 10 on this list is going to be Paul Pierce. I like Paul Pierce. So don't think this list is anything of my own personal biases towards these people. I like Steve Nash. Um, I I like Paul Pierce. You know, he's good. He's a Celtic legend. But he's similar to Duncan. Have you ever seen Paul Pierce sprint up the court, dribbling the ball, going behind the back, dribbling through the legs? I mean, he's hit. I mean, he... I don't get the out of shape sports star. That's what really brings me down here. Um, I just I feel again all these players are great in their own right, but in my opinion, and I assume the opinion of none of you three, these players are overrated in where they. John Daly's not a great golfer. Say that again.
2: Would you say John Daly's not a great golfer because he's out of shape?
3: I don't even know who John Daly is. What does that tell you? (laughs) (laughs) Golf in general is. Arguably, the top three worst sports that exist that ever is shown on TV. Oh, please, not even close. VJ Singh, you want to watch VJ Singh tee off? No one's interested in VJ
0: Singh. I, I think Steve Nash. Steve Nash needs to uh, needs us to stand up and defend him right now.
1: Yeah, one of the, he's one of the best. Pass- top three passes I've ever seen. Steve Nash. He revolutionized the game. Before him, the Suns. There was none of that up and down, run, running, gun, seven seconds or less
3: type business.
2: Or, He's a or two-time keeping MVP. Dribble, Or keeping the dribble alive, right? Like who kept the dribble alive, like
0: Steve Nash?
3: Or who yeah. had a worse back than Steve Nash? He had to lay on the floor.
0: <laughs> well, by all means, never mind then.
3: <laughs> I'm done with Nash. He had greasy, gross hair. He looks better now. I will say he looks better now as the coach. He had a little respect for himself now. But he was a nobody. And everyone had success when Nash left. Nash leaves Dallas. Dirk wins an MVP and a championship. Nash leaves Dallas. Michael Finley wins a championship. Nash leaves, goes to Phoenix, gets an MVP on a year that he had no business winning the MVP. And I think all voters would agree that that year should have went to Kobe.
0: Oh. Yeah. Nash should have won the title that year. He would have won the title had Amari Stoudemire not taken one step onto the court during that little Brawl that was that happened in the Western Conference Finals with the ha
1: I prefer ha
3: Yeah, I mean, See, but I disagree. That game they only lost by like three, and then the game Amari comes back, they get worked by like twenty. Amari was a nobody as well. He's lucky he didn't make this list.
0: No, they, if they have Amari, they win one of those games, and they are in the championship. And... One of the
3: single greatest, most memorable moments, and if I had the clip, I'd show it. Is Robert Ori checking Steve Nash into the into the table? Nash flailed his arms. Many claim that's the start of his back injuries, but I'm just, I'm done with Nash. I'm done with Nash. I don't agree with Nash. And I like Nash again. I like Nash. I like Dallas Nash, not current Nash or sons, Nash or Laker Nash or any other form of Steve.
0: Sons and Nash was up and down the floor. He was getting dribble penetration on every play he shot. I think, I believe he shot, 90 over 90% from his free throw or 50% from the field and over 40% from three for like four straight years. It's like something that no one's done since
3: bird. Don't get me started on Larry bird. Oh, my Oh, come on.
2: <laughs> well, that's the other problem I have with your list. Josie, you claim that you're upset about out of shape, uh, players. I can name far more out of shape basketball players than your list. James Harden, Luka Doncic, Dirk Nowitzki. All great players, all terrible
1: shape. To remember, though, you got to remember, though, Josie goes to the gym at 4 a.m. every morning. He's, <laughs> he's, he's kind El- of, uh, you but
3: know, if someone's out of shape, he can pinpoint it. Exactly. You know, you see James Harden dribbling. You see him running. You see him doing but he's out of shape. So that doesn't go
2: with your argument of the shape. No. That's my point.
3: No, because no. if, if he was out of shape, he wouldn't be able to do the moves he does. Tim Duncan, you see Tim doing spin moves? And run in at full speed? No. That's not shape. That's skill. See, there's no. a difference between skill no. and, and shape. And your critique is not a skill.
2: I've seen I've seen Brandon Adams out of shape with his, his what does he call it? A meat His meat, red meat gut, just dominate the three-on-three tournament in Monroe. Dominate right. it. Yeah. He had the skill level, but he was out of shape. Adams, you know I'm right about that.
0: Yeah, and I mean, if there's ever a place to judge – skill level. I think it's in the Monroe three-on-three Central Utah basketball tournament.
2: Exactly.
3: Where,
0: else, where else would you go other than there? Yeah.
3: So I want to get some feedback on, I feel like the most, uh, you know, I feel like the, the three on this list that really rub me raw are Jerry West, Tim Duncan, and Derrick Rose and Draymond Green. Those four, those four really get me.
0: You know, Quinn Snyder says Draymond Green should be in the MVP. Discussion.
3: Yeah, and that's just something nice people say about Draymond. <laughs> you know, like he's just annoying. You look at him and you know you don't like him. You don't even have to like hear him or watch him play. You just look at him.
0: Does anyone feel like Draymond Green corrupted Kevin Durant? Remember Kevin Durant? Everyone loved Kevin Durant when he was on OKC. Very
1: nice. Very nice he, guy.
0: Yeah, great guy. He was just always acquiescing to Russell Westbrook. If anything, he just didn't have that killer instinct. And then he goes to Golden State, hangs out with Draymond Green, and now he's a jerk to everybody.
3: Not to mention Draymond Green does not like Salt Lake City. It's true. Gentlemen, I, I feel like Draymond, he's given a voice when he like he's the third best player on the team, yet he gets the immediate attention as if he's the first. And I just I'm not happy with it.
0: Yeah, he I mean he runs his mouth. I think that's why he gets a lot of airtime, you know. He'll say stuff that Steph Curry wouldn't say. Right. He gets on TV and that's part of it. I just, I'm still blown away by Steve Nash. I just can't get over that.
3: You know, I just, I, I just don't understand the love. Again, I'm a personal fan of Steve Nash, but I, I, I don't agree like he didn't do. And he played on these hall of fame teams. You're playing with Michael Finley. You're playing with Dirk Nowitzki. You're playing with Amari Stoudemire, Sean Marion, and you are arguably the best point guard in the league at various times and you can't win a championship with these teams, you're the floor general, the captain, and you can't lead the team. There's something wrong.
0: I, I think, I think that that comes back to the championship debate, because I just have a hard time thinking that, you know, Stockton and Malone and Jerry West and Steve Nash aren't some of the all time greats, even though they don't have a ring. Cause I think that, you know, Steve Nash runs up to Tim Duncan, I guess you could say, or, and, and he runs into that in the Western Conference Finals, loses in seven games, and all of a sudden now he's not great. Like, Amari Stoudemire doesn't take one step on the floor. Maybe it changes the trajectory of, of Nash's career. Does that mean Nash was a better basketball player because Amari Stoudemire didn't step onto the court and get suspended for a game? Yeah,
3: I, I think the people get lost in Nash's dribbling. He does a little flick of his wrist, goes behind the back, and people are in awe of Steve Nash, you we've never seen that in the game. I'll tell you who can dribble, Ray Alston. Yeah, no one talks about him as a great dribbler, a great point guard, that's the because Ray Alston's a scrub.
0: That's the same point you brought up with Tim Duncan and Paul Pearson. They don't dribble
3: up and down the court going through their legs. They can't do it because they're out of shape. Mm-hmm.
2: Ellers, I want to tell you my favorite memory of Steve Nash. When he first went to L.A., he videoed himself on the freeway going 80 miles an hour, and grabbing a beer from another car as they were driving and drinking it. What what a more real dude than that dude right there?
3: See, and that just shows you irresponsibility right there. You can't trust someone who's doing that, especially in L.A. You've been on L.A. streets. Hey, he was just look look at that skill level. He's able
2: to reach out of the car, grab a beer, going down the freeway, eighty miles an hour.
3: He's a man. He He's down the, the car and has to stretch his back
0: while videoing it. Nonetheless, Should we bring up that fact that Steve Nash. Is a partner in Wolf and Shepherd clothing brand now? <laughs> I mean he, he makes a great shoe. You guys have any of those? You're gonna pair of myself, Wolf and Shepherd shoes.
1: Never even heard of that.
2: Yeah. Never heard of him, but I'm gonna look into it now that you say that.
0: It's worth a Google.
3: He openly says soccer's his favorite sport. How yeah. can you devote your love and attention to your craft if your sport is your second favorite sport? doesn't make any sense.
0: That's the best point you've made so far.
3: You know, it makes no sense. And I want to turn the attention to some of these older guys on the list. Jerry West. Have any of you watched a clip of Jerry West handle a basketball? If not YouTube after this segment, Jerry West dribbling. It looks like he's skipping with one hand. <laughs>
0: um, I mean, he is the logo.
3: Which is insulting, <laughs> which is, is truly insulting. And then he runs his mouth. He, no, like, I'm so tired of hearing about Jerry West in the media currently. The dude's like 118, and yet he's still talking about the Lakers and those, they, he acts like he put together this Warriors team. It's insulting. I'm down on Jerry West. You were a consultant that no one consulted. Okay, Jerry, no one cares about Jerry West's opinion. You can't dribble. You can't shoot. You played in a time when there was four other teams. Congratulations, Jerry. I'd like to see you guard. Someone like a Steve Nash, like a Derrick, like a Russell Westbrook. I would love to see Jerry West stop uh, someone as athletic as Russell Westbrook right now.
0: Jerry West did draft Kobe. If we're going to dip into his GM
3: days. Jerry West's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> Down on Jerry West.
0: You got to hand it to a guy who will take a job in Memphis and then ship all of the best players back to his old <laughs> You hand it to a guy. That,
3: is, that is uh, amazing. Do you feel there's a conspiracy there? Oh, yeah. Well, absolutely.
0: <laughs> I don't know like who the owner of the Grizzlies was, but I don't know if he had to sign off on that trade, and he was just like, all right, <laughs> I trust it's, you. <laughs>
3: it's funny you, you bring that up because uh, on next episode, my top 10 list is the worst trades in NBA history. <laughs> um, and I'm just going to lead you with a sample. I won't go through the list, but just as a tee off for next time. Uh, the number one worst trade I have is Paul Gasol for Kwame Brown and Aaron McKee, <laughs> in Memphis. So, we'll we'll lead off with that. You know, maybe Jerry West deserves a little more. Maybe I hate Jerry West the player, not Jerry West the consultant slash executive. Well, <laughs>
0: I mean, he wasn't on that note that sent Paul Gasol off. But I don't know where his allegiances truly were on that.
1: Well, thank you for the. I don't really agree with the uh, top 10 in any way, shape, or form, but it it was interesting um, nonetheless. So
3: so before you finish up here, I'd like to hear not a list of your own for the three of you. Who do you feel is a star that is an overrated star that should have been on that list?
0: Well, I think Russell Westbrook. Westbrook. Yeah, I think.
1: Well, it it depends on where in their career. Russell Westbrook this year. Yes. Russell Westbrook. Like, Russell Westbrook's Two, the same ago. guy
2: he's always been. Yeah, he's never done anything. He's he's a stat hog, screws over every team he's on.
0: If if LeBron James can win a championship in L.A. with this team, it'll be something that no one in the history of basketball has ever been able to do, and that's win a championship with Russell Westbrook on the roster.
2: And it's not appearing <laughs> like that's going to happen at, currently.
0: No. But I think that's what it would take, I think, for, for everyone to just concede that LeBron is the GOAT. If he can win a championship with Russell Westbrook, getting – significant minutes on the roster that's something no one else in the history of basketball could do because russell westbrook is terribly inefficient he ruins the flow of the game i don't know why people i mean he's like a 10-time all-star but i don't think he's deserving in any way shape or form
3: i agree Debatable.
0: Do you like Russell Westbrook, Joes?
3: Big fan of Russell Westbrook. Really? I, I don't like, which is strange. I typically don't like people like Russell Westbrook, but I'm amused by what I love listening to his interviews. <laughs> I love the man's constant energy. Like you'll never see a man play harder than Russell Westbrook. He is going at full speed, sometimes to his detriment 100% of the time. Yeah. I agree, extremely inefficient. He's not good on the efficiency <laughs> side. But I just laugh that someone claims Oscar Robinson's one of the greatest ever because he averages a triple double. Russell Westbrook does it for four years and people think he's terrible and, and over. And I, it just doesn't make sense to me.
0: People were loving the Russell Westbrook triple double at the time when he was and doing he it. Does it
3: for he three more years. And people write him off because they're like, "Oh, I guess this doesn't mean you win games." It's just I, I agree. current Westbrook. The Westbrook is not having a good year. I agree. But when you live in Oklahoma and Westbrook's all you have, you've got to show some love to the people who love you back.
0: That's the thing is he – when he was with Kevin Durant, he was taking like 10 more shots a game than Kevin Durant. And Durant was the most efficient – had one of the most efficient seasons in NBA history.
3: He on Durant.
0: You see Durant uh, just standing at to the top of the key waiting for the ball, and you can see Westbrook just looking over at him like, why would I pass it to you?
2: Yeah, you have a team with James Harden, Kevin Durant, and Russell Westbrook hosed them from a championship. Unbelievable.
3: Russell Westbrook's using forty percent of the possessions. I think we can agree it was James Harden who ruined their championship run that year. Harden refused to shoot the ball, refused to play. Period.
0: Anyone else got a chance to shoot the ball? Yeah, Russell took all the shots. Westbrook's taking forty shots a game. Durant's taking twenty shots a game. There's only thirty possessions left for the rest
3: of the team. I. I'm a Westbrook fan. What can I say? I appreciate a man who tries hard. <laughs> Isn't that what America's about? You try, you try and you fail and you try and you fail and you just keep going. But he knows
0: this. I mean, he's he's exercising a lot like he's exerting a lot of energy, but that doesn't mean he's like trying hard at his craft and try hard at your craft by, you know, making a three pointer or not taking a mid range jump shot or learning the analytics or
3: running plays. Or getting good at pick and roll defense or heaven forbid, we point a finger at Frank Vogel who was fired from the Pacers. <laughs> and now we want to give him credit. He's a terrible coach. Get Frank out of here. Well, <laughs> you think Frank's, just like, think
0: Frank's like not telling Russell Westbrook. Hey, I don't know if you noticed, but you're only shooting 24% from three, but you're taking about five a game.
3: No, Frank, Frank's timid. We need to get Frank. Frank belonged in Indiana. He doesn't belong in LA. He won a championship. Well, yeah, not very hard in the bubble. <laughs> the Jazz were a Mike Conley three-pointer away from a championship. And he made that shot. That changes the playoffs.
0: And all of a sudden, Mike Conley becomes a greater point guard than Steve Nash.
3: <laughs> I just, I part of it is Steve's injury plagued. There's got to be something to longevity. Like, Steve missed an average of, like, 18 games a year his whole career. <laughs> <laughs> If you're not available for 18, that's a, what, a fourth of the season? It's commonplace now. Yeah, exactly. It's insulting. This list has just made me realize I don't even like the NBA. (laughs) That's all this segment's done.
1: Nobody. Everybody's overrated. (laughs) Well, any any final thoughts before we finish up?
0: I think this has been good. I... I actually agreed with, I mean, we didn't get into it, but I like I like some of Josie's list. I thought Paul Pierce, Tim Duncan, even I think uh, I think Draymond Green. I think
3: again, because I'd like to point out, like I'm not saying these players aren't deserving of the credit they get. I just think they are too deserving, or not they're over deserving. They, I'm not saying that. Well, they're good, they're great, even, but they're not as great as some of these people make them out to be. And that was the purpose of this list. So I, I appreciate Adam r- uh, realizing that and agreeing with the, the entirety of the list. <laughs> <laughs> okay,
0: I'd be putting words in my mouth there, but, but yeah, I, I think it was, uh, it was well put together. But inaccurate, but well put together. You got all 10 down on the paper, yeah. which was good.
3: Yeah, it wasn't easy. There's was a lot of stars that uh, could have made that list. Stefan Marbury was an option. But I actually, I'm heavily amused by Stefan, so he he remained off the list as well.
0: He's a Chinese. He had
3: guy. a great great career in China. You got to yeah. remember that.
0: The starbursts. Uh, wh-
2: what about Jimmer Fredette? Look at the fame of Jimmer Fredette and What he ever produced? His fame isn't as high, but his basketball is so low that I think he probably should have made the list.
1: <laughs> Jimmer, Jimmer was simply incredible to watch.
3: Was never an NBA star. No, but that's the point is,
2: but he still had more stardom than he was deserving of, even with how little a stardom he had. Well tell that, people that people to Christian Leitner.
3: <laughs> and Mike Sheshewski. Of course you're gonna win four championships when you coach for 80 years. No <laughs> one's impressed with Mike. It's re- I'm ready for Coach K to be done. I'm glad this is his last year. I hope they don't even make the tournament.
0: All right, I think that's a that's a good way to end it. <laughs> Any other comments? Yeah. Good riddance to uh, Coach Krzyzewski.
1: I got to say, I'm, I'm, I'm a here. big Coach K guy.
3: I love Coach K. I you know what? I, like you, you look like you'd be a Coach K guy. I, I, I'm not I'm surprised. surprised by that.
0: Before, before we do sign off, Grayson Allen's got to be related to Coach K, right? There's got to be. <laughs> I mean, that's like a nephew or something. They yeah. just haven't called us yet.
3: Coach K has looked the same. I will say he's aged fairly well. He's looked the same for like 40 years. Like Coach K at the age of 30 is the same image as Coach K at the age of like whatever he is, 84. Let me me tell you how old he is. Coach K. You got two minutes. Wikipedia.
1: He's 74. Anyone in the world can write anything they want about any subject. So you know you are getting the best possible
3: information. I'm sure that was accurate 74 <laughs> 74, 74. he's been coaching what since he was 30 the
0: coach been coaching 85 years
3: I, I'm, yeah i mean shame on you if you don't win a championship in that span and next i'd like to touch on this uh we have less than a minute here so mbc i'm going to turn it back to you obviously to close us out here but at some point I would like to touch on the unimpressiveness of the USA Olympic basketball team and the years of late and how unimpressive it is that they win the gold medal. Yeah. That's, that's worth talking about. I'm going to jot that down for future reference.
1: (laughs) You made it to the end of the podcast,
0: which means you should. I think I hit that sound or too early. Is there anything else you want to say? MVP?
1: No, 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 no. Go ahead. All right. It's kind a, of a breath.
0: Yeah. I I had my hand on it and it just went. It's a <laughs> It doesn't take a lot. It's almost like it's almost like a touch screen.
1: Yeah, no, go ahead at time.
0: All right. Thank you everyone for being with us on the first podcast.
1: You made it to the end of the podcast, which means you should probably reevaluate your life choices.